bit. Pat just wanted to share a quick testimony of something that's going on in his life. So let's give Pat a round of applause. He comes and shares. Morning, church. Well, as people might know, I've got a stepson, and he's recently started work in September in a school. He was only with agency. And we really prayed about that he would get taken on. So we got an interview about, I think about two, three weeks ago now. And he's got the job. Basically, it's like it's just an answer to prayer that, you know, we, we pray for things for people in our lives. And I do believe God answers our prayers. He gets his contract just after Christmas, so, and it's a permanent contract. So it's like, answer to prayer. Thank you, God. That's cool, right? You're here. I mean, at Christmas, we sort of make a big deal about Jesus coming to earth as a baby, but actually, many of us in this room know that Jesus is working in our lives daily. And moments like that to share about stepsons getting jobs is like really special. And I'm sure right across this room, there is probably, there might be a hundred people in here this morning, all with different testimonies how God has been working. So I encourage you throughout this week, even after the service, please be sharing what God's doing in your life. Um, and now we're going to come and hear our scripture reading, which is from Abby and Izzy. Should we give them a warm a round of applause? So they're going to read, and I want you to listen, because basically after it, we're going to do like a group Bible study together. So pay close attention, and I'm going to help us through that, but the girls are going to read to us. Right. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Oh, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company for heavenly host appeared of the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well done, girl. (laughs) 
Amazing. Great. So here's how we're going to do it. Team, all of us. Phil, if you could take the scripture down, I would appreciate that. What I want us to do is we are going to try and recount what the girls just said together. Okay? So from start to finish, and this is like a crowd participation, and I imagine it gets, uh, we'll get into the swing of it. But who can remember anything from what we just read? Oh, Sunbeam. Sunbeams, if you've had enough, then uh, we've got the room upstairs and you want to go and hang out and chill and play some games. You can also do that. So that's for like the younger primary school age kids. Everyone else, you, you've got to stick it out. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can't go and build Lego houses. Um, so who can remember? What was the first thing that was happening in this story that the girls read? Hands up. Anyone know? Yes, sir. Go. A census. Yes. Who, who would issue the census? Can anyone remember? Caesar Augustus. Okay, very good. So then what happened next? Come on, some of you guys have been in church for longer than I, double my lifespan and have heard this story a hundred times. Go on, Irony. They went to their hometown. Yes, they had to go to their hometown. Very good. All right, what's next? Who? Who registered? Mary and Joseph. Very good. Okay. And where were they going? Where was their hometown? Bethlehem. All right, we're getting into swing. So then what happened? They got kicked in. The labour kicked in. <laughs> what was that? They what, didn't read that bit. <laughs> yeah, labour kicked in. Baby was coming. Yeah. No room at the inn. Okay, yep, yeah, there we go. Right, what happens if no room at the inn? Stable. Yes, Ed. Round the back. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the stable. What happens next after the stable? The baby comes. There we go. And where do they put the baby? In a manger. Okay, very good. So we've got the first half of the story. Now then what happens? Who are the next people we hear about? Shepherds. There we go. Where were the shepherds? In a field. (laughs) What were they doing? Right, I'm helping you along now. I'm not going to start. It's not a quiz. It's like, right, so after that, what happened? They were, wa- they were watching over the sheep. Some were sleeping, I guess. Angel. One angel? Yeah, yeah. All right, you're getting into this. I like this. I like this. So what did the angel, what happened then? The angels appear. What do they do? Do they disappear? They gave them, they gave them good news, good news. And what, did the, what was the good news? Saviour was born. Man, we, I should go and stand with Bookie and Susanna. They're play- <laughs> what was, so the good news is Saviour was born. Did the angels tell them where they would find the Saviour? Yes. Where? In a manger. Okay, and then what did the shepherds do? They went. Where did they go? Did they go to Morrison's? No. They went to the stable. And what did they find in that stable? Some Jesus lying in a manger. There we go. All right, I think we got pretty much there. That was close. So what we're going to do to think about this story, Phil, we can have it up. And if you want to go to your Bible, maybe you've got a Bible on you, or you've got your phone on you, we're going to get the 
passage the girls read is from Luke 2, and you can get it out 1 to 20, 1 to 20. Um, and we're, we're going to do a little bit of like asking questions, and now you've got the story in your mind, so I want you to think about this. So, the first question I'm going to ask you is, from this passage we just read, what do we learn about God? What do we learn about God? And that anyone can join in from the oldest to the youngest. He's a saviour. Love that. Anything else? Anything else we learn about God from this? He has a plan. Love that, Philippa. Thank you. Faithful. True. Anything else? What else are we learning about God from this passage? He loves mankind. Came to everyone. Yeah. This is amazing. Anything else we learn about God from this passage? He's humble. Wow. That's brilliant. Thanks, Abby. Miracle worker. He loves us. Go on, Maria. Get it going. <laughs> loves a way maker. Yeah. Are you just doing lyrics now? <laughs> we can sing that. Maybe we'll sing that in a minute. Any more for any more. Obviously, you can't read my handwriting, but Sarah. Became a baby. Bethlehem. Yes, Mina. Love that. Donk. Donk. <laughs> We're just shouting out words. This isn't a word search, Maureen. Okay. Uh, Denzel, can you come and help me, mate? So, could you hold this up, then, so everyone can see? So look at this. So just from those 20 verses, look how much we've learned about who God is. Amazing, right? He loves us. He's a saviour. Loves mankind. He has a plan. He's humble. Came to everyone. Deserves praise. Can't even read my own handwriting. He's faithful. He's true. Miracle worker. How many verses are in the Bible? I don't even know. That's just 20. We're learning about who God is. So our next question is, what do we learn about people from what we've just read? So what do we learn about people, humans? What do we learn about them? Yeah? So life is difficult. Yeah? Anything else? Scared. Afraid. They travelled all night. Amazing, Mina. I love that. Struggles. Yeah? They're thankful. Faithful. Anything more from those verses? Anything about the shepherds? Our plans go wrong, yeah. Imagine turning up to an Airbnb and they said, not tonight. (laughs) Especially if you had a a wife about to give birth. That would be awful. Um, Sorry, Philippa, I've forgotten all plans, our plans. Anything else? They're obedient. I can't spell. There we go. Anything else? Anything else we learn about God? Nick? People need saving. God cares about us, yeah. Anything else? What about like how the shepherds reacted? Yeah? Excited. What did they do? What did they do after they'd seen the baby? Told people. Thanks, Monica. Right, I need another helper. Who wants to come and hold something? Come on then, Jack. Again, from these 20 verses, right, we read about what we learn about God, then what we learn about people that struggles are real. That we can uh, be scared and afraid. But amazingly, God can turn around the story to lead of us excited and amazed. Our plans go wrong. <laughs> but then we're reading that God's plans, where, was, where do we write about God's plans? He has a plan. 
Do you know what I mean? For the human perspective, the plan went wrong. <laughs> I don't think that was on Mary and Joseph's agenda. But for God, it was part of his plan. So this is beautiful, again, from these 20 verses that we just read, that we see shepherds obeying, we see Mary and Joseph obeying, and sort of God coming through in an amazing way. Then the final question that I want to put to us to think about together is, what promises are in this passage that we've read for us to believe? Because the Bible is not just a collection of stories that we read and go, oh, that's nice. Actually, the Bible is meant to help us see Jesus in all his glory. And whilst none of us, I don't think, are currently shepherds, <laughs> and uh, there's been a few babies born recently and stuff, so we may be able to relate to the specifics of what it's like to have a baby, but I don't, I didn't, your baby didn't come in an inn, right? You weren't in a stable. I know, <laughs> I know Kiki wasn't born in a stable, so Dan was relieved. Um, but, but these stories are meant to help us understand who God is. And his love for us and his plan for us and how this amazing story that God is working out through his people can affect us today. So from the passage, what do you kind of feel encouraged by? Is there a promise that we can believe in this? Go on, Pat. God sent Jesus to save us. Amen. You can do a hallelujah or something for us for that. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Sorry. could easily be misinterpreted. (laughs) Sarah? Good news of great joy. He came to help us before we'd even asked. And that was about peace. What did we say about peace? Peace to those he's pleased with. Love that. Anything else? The way back. You guys are flying. I love this. He never fails. Maybe two more. Anna? His plan is best. One more. Go on, Daniel. Unconditional love. Wow. Go on, Elizabeth. Redemption. Amazing. We'll pause there. So can someone else come and hold this up? Go on then, great. So look at this. We got from this simple passage of what we learn from shepherds 2,000 years ago, who most of us would have heard the story if we've never even been to church. We've seen it in the Nativity. What we're learning is about the beauty of who God is, what that means to us. A miracle worker, someone who was humble enough, became a baby, that he has a plan, that his ways are true, that he came for everyone. Then we learn about people that we have plans that go wrong, (laughs) that our plans fail, but God's plan is more. That people who struggle, that travel all night, uh, that we are in need of saving, but God cares for us. Beautiful. And then we have these promises that we can read from this really simple passage that he will never leave or forsake us. That God sent Jesus to save us. That he brought good news of great joy. This whole message of the shepherds was about good news of great joy coming to the earth. That he was peace to those he was pleased. He brought peace. God brings peace. So many more things. But I want to encourage us that as we are sort of celebrating the coming of Jesus to this earth, we're doing it because actually it means something. This isn't just a nice story that we read and go, oh, that's sweet. Well, next week we'll do the whole tea towels on heads and a kid holding a shepherd. We'll do all of that. This is really significant for our lives in how God is working and how God is moving. And that, I don't know, if, if all we took was some, one of these little promises that we could take this week and go, ah. God, thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you that even though my plans go wrong, I'm part of your bigger plan and your bigger story. Help me to see that. 
Help me to see that you are a way maker. It's beautiful, huh? I want to encourage you, maybe over this next week, read the nativity story again. Read that story of the wise men maybe coming to, to see Jesus. And ask these simple questions. What do I learn about God from this? What, what, do I, what can I understand about who he is? What do I learn about people? Our flawedness. But also then they meet Jesus and they can't help but share it. It says the shepherds were amazed and then they went and shared this good news with great joy to everyone who would listen. <laughs> and then think about what promises there I can believe in these scriptures. Because I think so much we can read these stories and go, oh, it's nice. We're even reading it sometimes with Izzy and Samuel. Like, oh, it's a nice story. But actually there's so much depth in what God does and God is always working and always, always trying to kind of bring glory to himself. So... I'm going to pray, and then Abby's going to come and read her spoken word that she read. But I just want to encourage you. This is a really just simple way to be able to understand some of the stories that we read throughout the scriptures. Um, But maybe we bow our heads. Lord God, I thank you for how you're always working. Lord, I thank you for how your word is filled with stories of your plan working, our plans failing, but actually you having a greater plan at work. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to read these stories that we often read at Christmas, Lord, and not just read them as nice stories, but actually read them as things that remind us of who you are, what you've done for us, that you are faithful and true, that you are our saviour. Thank you, Lord, that (laughs) you used flawed people, people who get it wrong, people whose plans didn't go right, but, Lord, you used them to glorify yourself and... Lord, I pray that we would find so many wonderful promises in your word to encourage us, to build us up, to share this good news of great joy. Lord, I pray that you'd help each one of us to discover more of you as we delve into your word and we remember what you've done for us, Lord. Help us, I pray, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that you said that anyone who calls on your name shall be saved, Lord. And I pray for each of us who have done that, Lord, we would just uh, the wonder and awe of that would be amazing, Lord. And for anyone here who's never done that, Lord, I pray that you would be touching their heart that they might be, you might be revealing yourself to them, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you came to earth, that you are God with us. I pray, Lord, that as we go about our days, Lord, as we go about our weeks, Lord, that we know that you are with us, leading and guiding us. Amen. Amen. Thanks, boys. You can pop them down. Right, let's give Abby a really warm round of applause. We are sinners. Full stop. A three-word phrase cozied up to a full stop misplaced, sat at the edge of an awkward phrase. We are sinners. Full stop. An uncomfortable declarative, which seems to have shut down all hopes of a changing narrative. We are sinners. Full stop. A halfway sentence that has paved a way for a soon-to-come heart-filled repentance. We are sinners. A full stop removed from its place. A burden carried and weighed down upon the gentle heart of the one who was to plead our case. A mission positioned so carefully from a hay-filled stable to a final supper at the Lord's table, an intricate journey that paints the heart of our Saviour so perfectly, a heart displayed from the beginning of time, a divine portrait of his love, 
shown in the face of an innocent baby born, but born placed in a hay full of hate. We are sinners, comma, a savior that came to save us, to heave the heavy load of punishment that was packed in the full stop, an incorrect ending removed to continue the sentence of a sinner so rightfully accused, a nail-pierced hand placed before the fake judge's final bang to signify the continuance of our story. A story that in every way brings our sovereign saviour glory. We are sinners. Because of the king of kings who was born in a humble stable, our sentence is resumed by the only one who was willing and able. We are sinners. But behold the one with the power to change this phrase. Jesus Christ, the lamb who was born to save. And that is the true meaning of Christmas. We're going to now just sing our last and final carol. Um, So if the band, if you want to come up. And um, we're also going to be taking our offering through that carol. So um, if you don't come here regularly, please don't feel obliged to give. But if you do, we'll put the the bucket here and feel free to come forward um but also if you give direct debit just take a moment maybe just to kind of reflect and say thank you for all that god's given us and how, how you're giving um but shall we stand and um celebrate jesus and who he is and declare who he is and um afterwards feel please feel free to stay to chat get to know one another we're going to having some um some refreshments and stuff afterwards so there's no second service after this one so there's a bit more time and flexibility just to be um so don't please don't rush off just to yeah enjoy each other's company so yeah let's sing